Welcome to this week's top five stories of the week. I'm Courtney. I'm Boris. This is Boris's first time at the top five um, story station. How do you feel? I'm very excited to be here. I feel like I'm gatecrashing somebody else's party. But it's okay. Oh, so we will get started with this week's top five stories. Starting at number five. I'm going to try not to butcher his name. His Do you want name? me to say his name? And then yes, please. Say and it. Nothing shady falls yes. on you. Uh, Nico Tortorello. Oh, that was very confident of you. I know. It's, it's pretty wrong. I... <laughs> yeah. So his name is Nico Tortorello. He is on the front of... A magazine called... It's an Alexa magazine. It's called The Pride Issue. Have you ever heard of that magazine? Nope. Okay. Have you so, ever heard of that magazine? I'm sorry? Have you ever heard of that magazine? I hadn't until today, but I felt... Okay, so when you say... <laughs> uh, like, as if I should have heard of it. And... I would have thought you heard it. Anyway, uh, anyway, he says in the magazine, um, I quote, I fall somewhere under the bisexual umbrella. Um, he came out recently as sexually fluid some time ago, and is currently exploring... Polyamory. Polyamory. I always mess that word up too. I gotta get my life together in my three. There are a few people um, in my there are a few people in my life right now, he said, men, women, and there is space for more. So he also goes on to say uh, that he uh, wait, what am I saying? Okay, sorry. So he goes on to say that he recognizes the privilege um, of his social identifiers. I am white, cisgender, passing bisexual man, and I realize that not everyone has that privilege. At the end of the day, will it affect my career? Possibly. Um, The actor went on to say that he doesn't think there have been any positive bisexual role models in the world, but that people with different stories should be eager to share them. What do you think about that? I think it's very fair. Yeah, I think it's especially if it does come out. I mean, uh, what's who's the woman that sang a wrecking ball? Miley Cyrus, isn't yes. she? Isn't she? <laughs> shady, shady. You know it's Miley Cyrus. Yes, <laughs> she came out as polyamorous. No, I guess, but I'm. And I'm just saying that's the only person that I can think of yeah. who's come out as polyamorous. What do you think about polyamory? Oh, you see how I said it right? I mean, I don't know why I can say it right, but I, okay. Did but you just say it right? I did. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I I think I wish I could be polyamorous. Um, I recently had an experience, which made me realize that there is possible abilities to love more than one person. Anyway, so do you think? Because <laughs> this is not about you. It's about the story. We should do that as an episode though about polyamory. Um, do I love that he recognizes his um, privilege. his privilege? That's refreshing. It's, it's a lot of respect. Do you think that? Um, I think he had to. Could you imagine if he didn't? People would be throwing him shade. Yeah, they probably would. Like he probably had a PR lady telling him, "Listen, you have to admit that you're privileged." I need that PR lady. Um, and he goes on to, like he said, he said there hasn't been any positive bisexual role models. Um, Especially male role models. Yeah, it's like females. And the only bisexual role models I know are like low key writers. Yeah, and he's adorable. Zachary Zane. Anyway, so um, and he's adorable. So maybe we'll tweet this episode to him because and to Zachary Zane. Anyway, kudos to Nico. Um, Enter our number four story. Yes. um, So basically. this is a story in Chicago Dyke March. Mm-hmm. Um, 
which was the day before Pride. Okay. And some Jewish students were carrying a Pride flag with the Star of David, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty much the Israeli flag. It's not really the Israeli flag because the Israeli flag is white and blue and this right. is the rainbow. But they were kicked out because they were made to feel uncomfortable. Now, why is that? Like, what do you think about that? Is that in the story or did I interrupt? <laughs> I mean, that's the gist of the story. Um, like, how do you feel like about that being Jewish and gay? And not lesbian. Oh, <laughs> no, you're not lesbian. But um, still, I think that's kind of... Later on in that... Because um, I was reading an article by Advocate, which yeah. you... Um, I think it's ironic that a dyke march is happening... And kind of like accusing other people, but they're doing the same thing. I think that's just odd. That would be like gay people not allowing like people who identify as queer or transgender people not to participate in the project. Which happens, right? Yeah, it does. But I just feel like that's I, ridiculous. You know, there's so much complicated stuff with Israel-Palestine conflict. Um, You're going, to, yeah, because I said something about that in our and I was yeah, not familiar. It's been going on for a long time really kicked off in 1949 so this is something 1948 49 uh, this is really something that's historically rooted and has been going ever since and mm-hmm. the argument on the left is the idea that um, Israel is you know they have control over Palestine and the mm-hmm. West Bank there's uh, restrictions on electricity, access to basic human needs, uh, mm-hmm. etc. People on the right say Israel's allowed to occupy these territories because these territories breed suicide bombers. Mm-hmm. And of course, the suicide bombs have significantly dropped since Israel occupied the West Bank. They built a wall. Um, many people go on about apartheid state. It, it's a whole long thing, but the argument here was that um, many people say that um, many people on the left who don't like the occupation um, say that Israel promotes LGBT acceptance and is trying to be all open saying that um, they don't that they they like gay people and of course Tel Aviv is the gay capital of Mm -hmm. the Middle East Mm -hmm. Um, and they're basically saying that it's a cover up on the atrocities they're committing in the West Bank and Gaza so is that why they were kicked out? I mean that's one of the that's what I mean one of the reasons. Um, Why didn't they just take the flag away and just let them... Like, I don't understand that. I didn't know I somebody had to be kicked out as a... I, I think they just felt it was... People got so heated about um, these flags. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I would think because it has the rainbow flag underneath yeah, the, and the there is this, David, yes. it should be... I think it's great. Me just showing pride in... Mm-hmm. Me being a Jew and showing pride that yeah, I yeah, I agree. I don't think they should have been kicked too. out, and I and I think the Palestine situation is irrelevant in this case. And I think yeah, I agree. People throw it in at any possible opportunity, and it drives me mad. Yeah, and I say this as biased probably because I know people killed in the wars, but right. I think it's Israel has done bad things, but so is the other side, and it's just a situation that occupation has to happen. Gay. Promotion, LGBT rights has nothing to do with pink washing. I agree. And I think it's very sad. On to our third story, you have a. Yes. Um, <laughs> sorry. So, uh, 
two very exciting things coming out of England. I like how you squeeze two stories into that one third spot, but go ahead. Well, they're two very similar things. Um, so basically, for those of you who don't know, um, and we will do a talk about this soon, PrEP, which is a pre-exposure prophylaxis, which is a once-a-day once a day tablet that very significantly reduces the chance of contracting HIV when taken daily. Um, it isn't available in the UK on the NHS, which is our national health service, the free healthcare. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this drug in America has really helped reduce rates of HIV. Um, in England, there's been this ongoing battle that I won't bore you with the details now, but it was just revealed that uh, PrEP will be available to thousands in England uh, around the time of August as they're starting this trial mm-hmm. to see if it's going to reduce um, rates of HIV. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not going to be, I mean, it's going to be a, over a few years, I think, this trial, but it's the first step to mm-hmm. very good things. And aside from that, for the first time, new diagnoses of HIV in England have fallen among men who have sex with men, while rates of HIV infection among heterosexual people have remained stagnant. Men who have sex with men, so that is gay and bisexual men predominantly, have actually fallen from the first time. They have decreased from 2016, 2014 in 2015 to 1,715 to 16. While in, in London, this drop has been really significant. Yeah. And that is in part uh, due to a bit about PrEP access. And I think eight clinics at the moment already had this PrEP trial, but faster testing, raising awareness. And London was a place where we have tremendous problems with chemsex, which is basically taking drugs and having sex, which leads to a lot. Um, so this is very exciting. Awesome. And as a woman said, which I think is a terrible quote, um, she said, I can't really find it, but yes, Deborah Gold, who's a chief executive of the National AIDS Trust, said, these are incredibly exciting times for HIV, which I find a bit of a weird That's quote. a very weird, that is a very weird statement to say. Yeah, but now yeah, that's my number three. And then on to the number two story. Um, this number two story happened during Pride, which we just celebrated this past weekend, or I should say last weekend. Um, Nikki Whaley, or I'm sorry, Haley. Nikki Haley. <laughs> You're all over the place with names today. today. Nikki Haley um, went to Pride, and New Yorkers weren't having it. Um, so basically, she went. She was at a restaurant, dining at a restaurant, and apparently, some people from Pride were around, and then they booed her as her and her children and her family were leaving. Yeah. Um, I actually saw when she tweeted it, someone on my Instagram timeline posted it and she was saying, my favorite goddess, I love you. Um, she actually said, yes, you were there, we were not having it, blah, blah, blah. Like, very, and I was like, what are they talking about? So basically, Nikki Haley, after this happened, um, I guess she was booed when she was leaving this restaurant or what have you. And she said, she tweeted, we, including my son, were booed by patrons saying hateful things as we left lunch at Pride Parade. Our country is better than this. Hate never wins. Hashtag hate never wins. Um, Now, if you know Nikki Haley's politics, she is not for anything LGBTQ. Um, As the governor of South um, Carolina, I'm not from South Carolina, I'm from North Carolina. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, But she um, 
opposed the Obama administration's attempt to protect rights of transgender students. She also um, is against marriage equality. She feels that it should be between a man and a woman. I think she's realized that hate never wins. Um, right, right. <laughs> she's right, come around to it. Right. And so, um, what do you think about this? Her getting booed. Her, her I mean, booed. she deserved it, but I think no one should be booing her. <laughs> I mean, that's not going to fuel her, make her be like, oh, you know what? I should like these people. Well, well, here's my thing. Why would you go to Pride if you're not for Pride? Like, she why would you even be in it? That is true. So like, someone, she wasn't in the march. Someone, I actually looked at another news report, and someone actually tweeted back at her saying, um, this is a lie. Um, we at the restaurant treated you very well. And I don't know if it was an employee or just another patron, um, but maybe she was booed on the way out. Long story short, like, that's like me saying some crazy stuff about a group of people and then you go to where their celebration is. I just think it's... I kind of think that if you're somebody who holds these views, you're not the most in tune in the brain. Mm -hmm. And she has a lot of screws loose. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, she's probably just in a... I mean, you have to be a nut. She has to be a nut job. I mean, for somebody to go and have such hatred... In, and then say hate never wins. Yeah. She's an idiot. Yeah, she's, she's an idiot. She, she puts Sarah Palin to shame. I, you know what? I'm Although I do love Sarah Palin. She was hilarious. Okay. <laughs> she and, was... and you better be talking about the character on SNL. And we're going to move <laughs> to the number one spot. Just because she was so ridiculous. I don't support any of her opinions. But okay. she just made me laugh. In London, we like took the wow. piss out of her. Okay. Thanks for cleaning up. <laughs> don't want anyone to think I'm a fan of Sarah Palin. <laughs> and then our number one story of the week is about this beautiful trans girl. She's the 14th transgender person murdered in 2017. Um, her name is Ava LaRae Barron. And um, this is the, like I said, it's the 14th. She was a transgender woman of color, which is very important because that is the majority of yeah. all of, are there, I think, maybe all of the, the victims. I think yeah. even this year. Yeah, this year, up to 14, which is huge, um, yeah. because last year it was at 22, so we're only in June, and there's already And it's 14. not looking any safer. Yeah, so, um, I mean, what do you think about that? It, this it, is the biggest problem we face, in yeah, my opinion. I think in the LGBT More community. than yeah. all the politics, I think. This is murder. Yeah, actual murder. Like, it's not... Like gun, like, yes. obvious. It's like, not like what we were having to deal with in the 1990s about... Marriage mm-hmm. in the early 2000s. This is, I think, is something terrible. And, and the sad part is, it happened um, in the parking lot of her apartment complex. Yeah. Was, so, like, probably people yeah. were stalking her out. Yeah, it people was, have arrested the suspect in the murder 21 year old Jalen Brown, who is claiming the killing was self defense, but police um, said they aren't buying it. And this isn't even an issue that's unique to America. In a lot of places, transgender individuals are murdered almost daily. Brazil has a horrifically high rate. I I I, I took a class on it, and it's been a year, and I can't find the statistics on me. Um, Yes, um, a record of 144 transgender people were murdered in 2016, compared to 57 people in 2008 in Brazil. So, this is something that's a global phenomenon that is really spiraling out of control. All right. Well, there you have it. Our top five stories of the week. Brooke, I'm about to call you Boris. I cannot get it together. Why can't you call me Boris? I'm about to call you Brooke. I don't know why I was about to call you Brooke for some reason. It's a very basic bitch name. Okay. So, um, Boris, thank you for joining us. This Thanks for having me. the top five stories of the week. I really enjoyed you and your um, opinion. <laughs> 
Especially your opinion on Nikki Haley. That's something, right? Not Nikki Haley. Who knows? Um, and we'll see you next week with the next top five stories of the week. Bye.